just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 139 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 7, Episode 9, Now You Lift Your Eyes to the Sun. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 7, Episode 9, Now You Lift Your Eyes to the Sun. Dom, we're here probably bad advice to look directly into the sun how are you my friend i'm good i'm good glad to be back in podland as always uh and especially with you how are you i'm good that was a nice compliment you start these out so nice and kind (laughs) then it turns (laughs) then it turns at dom we are not here alone we are not what if i told you we had an international traveler what if I said? What if I said she's more well versed in foreign politics than James Bond because she's all there and out and over the place. <laughs> Seldom people know how to pronounce her name. I'm not one of them. I say it perfectly. One Tree Hill legend, Ravens legend, Mari. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank how you. are we doing? Good. I'm good. I'm excited. How are you guys? Dom. Dom, will you say Mari's name correctly? Uh, Mari. There we go. I just wanted that on record. I apologize. I just literally do not have the linguistic ability with my tongue <laughs> to do it. And I apologize. I, w- I want to like record Dom saying it and then somehow have a button for every time I want to say it. And I'll just like lip sync along with it. Perfect. I mean, you're trying. And as Dan Scott says, you're forgiven. So... <laughs> There you go. Yes. That's it. Why don't you get Mar- Mari to record it and you just say it mm-hmm. because it would make more sense coming from the actual person rather That's than true. me. That's true. Or unless you could do an impression of my voice of how you think I would say it. So then it would just blend in. You want Mari to do that? Or you, anybody. You, I think, Mar- Mari, you Mari. should do an impression of Simon right now saying your name. <laughs> Mari. <laughs> That's so good. It, sound, it sounds like Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> it's meant to be, isn't it? Speaking so. of Chad, speaking of Chad Michael Murray, so I there's something came up. I sent it to you, Dom, uh, with him doing like a promotion for a video game on uh, on Instagram, and he he had glorious hair in this video, and I thought it was funny, so I went to send it to you, Dom. And I put, like, what amazing hair, or look at that hair, or something like that. And then I realized I could send it to multiple people, and it would send it separate with the same picture, the same message. And all of the people on my, like, send 
list are all like Ravens people. So I just clicked like about 20 people <laughs> and just clicked it up. Mari, did you get it? No. I'm sorry, you yeah. weren't in the first 20, unfortunately. But all these people that got it, and that afterwards I thought, and they were, everyone was loving it, I thought maybe they think this is really random. But I just thought, I just wanted to share the Chad Michael Murray love at this point. So just wanted to clarify that for anyone that had got a random forward of me, Chad Michael Murray, talking about a video game. And Dorham, I'm sorry, because now I'm thinking you think that you're not as special because That's I sent it to multiple people. Exactly what I was about to say. I'm no longer just like the important special one in your life. And you're sending messages that I think are just for me to just anyone. You don't even know who you've sent it to. You're like, I've sent it to random people. Murray didn't even get it, you know? Shocking. But Dom, I send you, we send each other like 20 reels a day. <laughs> I mean, it is a lot. There's a lot of weird, like the basketball one. I need to forward that to someone. The like the Russian basketball one I sent you. I accidentally oh, yeah. find that I'm on like the jiu-jitsu page and weird shit comes up. And I think Simon would like that. So I send it to you. <laughs> I did like it. This, Mari, this was this. Yeah. <laughs> this was this um, video that Dom sent a reel. Where it, it, was, it was Russian, wasn't it? Yeah, in Russia, I mean, people playing basketball but you could, while you're playing, if you just quickly whip your shirt off, like these men, you whipped your shirt off, you can body slam your opponent. Like as in like wrestling, like you can suplex your opponent. The only rule was you have to take your shirt off real quick. So you had people coming behind people and just quickly just whipping their shirt off and then just body slamming people. It's brutal. Only in so Russia. Yeah. <laughs> You'd really want, like, in football, we have, like, if someone's running behind you, like, man up, man up. You'd really want that call from your teammates. If someone, he's got his shirt off, he's got his shirt off. Like, you're about to be, you're about to be belly to back suplexed on your neck. Would make it a more exciting game, though. I mean, exciting because you don't know if you're going to go home that night. (laughs) If you've got a snapped neck or not. (laughs) I feel like you should stick to hobby horsing. It seems safer. 100%. 100%. Stay on that hobby horse. You're in control of that wild beast yep. that is not so wild. <laughs> <laughs> that whittled it. piece of wood. That's it. <laughs> whittled. <laughs> well, Mari, how long has it been since you've graced the Ravens podcast airwaves? I think it's been like over a year. Wow. Because I was in Cyprus when we did it last, and that's like April, May, something year ago how does it feel to be back well it's great i I don't know why i haven't it's just been busy and time has flown by and i just forget and yeah (laughs) so it's good i'm excited to see what you have to say about this episode you you have that you have that kind of slight disadvantage of being kind of on the other side of the world spectrum from pretty much everyone else that listens and yeah. that it's much earlier in the day for them or the day is just beginning and you're very much like we're we're like at the end of our day but it's really the end of your day yeah um, so uh, that's uh, that doesn't help but we are extremely grateful that you've made time for us oh yeah i'm so excited i finally put down the time and remembered so now it's good i missed the watch along last week but i watched it right before i came on so I'm up to date, so it's good. Nice, good stuff. Yes. Well, let's get let's get into it because 
There's some meat on these bones of this episode <laughs> of conversation. Oh, some red wine. Wait, okay, that's getting some, real. We've got some vino. We've got some vino. Of course, I've understood that that is the procedure here with the shell doing the wow. wine and the beers all around. So, gotta join <laughs> the club. I see, it. Simon. We, what you what you got? What's in front of this, you? It looks like beer, Carlsberg. but it's just it's sparkling water. It's actually sparkling lime water. Um, I actually, I'm not, the I, sauce. I, th- <laughs> I think Dom, I think he's going to have a real reaction to this. I, I, I he may not, but I have a feeling he's going to have a real Dom type reaction. Um, during the watch along that we're going to do after this, I'm planning on turning my camera off and while watching the episode, trying to run on the treadmill because I, I'm trying to get in better, Dom. I'm trying to get. I need to get in better shape. Like I've really, I've really let things go. Um, and you know, I just got a lot happening this year. Like later in the year, I need to get in better shape. And I like running at night. And I thought I like watching things. I thought it could be a good distraction. And it would take me like half an hour. Dom, you're not you're not happy about it. I mean, the episode will just run and play. And there'll be, but there'll be, there's no like, oh, you stop it there. There's no, it makes it a bit more difficult. Don't, I won't know what's going on in the chat. No, well, okay. There's no control, can... Simon. We like control. There needs to be some sort of control. And you're the only one with that power. <laughs> no one else has that ability. And you're like, fuck it. I'm going to go for a little run. No, my, my treadmill is here. It's yeah, next can't to the reach computer. Anything, can you? Look, it's literally there. I can't quite see. Yeah. You can just see mouth. Um, but <laughs> I I can take my mouse over there, like as in it's a wireless mouse. You you are you do what you've got to do, but we'll see how it goes. If it's <laughs> okay. not, if I don't Test. enjoy the experience, we will not do this again. <laughs> okay. Have they found the dog yet, Simon? No. Oh, I was gonna say if you're Sorry. running up the three mile run after the dog wasn't enough, you know. Right, right. Well, that's the inspiration here. I was mm. like, look, I actually can run. Who knew? Um, <laughs> but, okay, well, I'm glad you're up to date, Mari. And Dom, obviously you are because you're here by prison sentence. You can't ever <laughs> escape. Yeah. But where where do you want to start? And actually, before we talk about a specific like character, how do you feel about season seven in general, Mari, without talking ahead um in between um i used to love it this time around not convinced just yet because it's been a while since i've seen the later seasons um so it's i feel like so far there's been a lot of filler episodes just trying to push it forward without actually anything happening and being in episode nine already, it kind of seems, I don't know, a bit tiring. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know, I'm, I mean, I know what's happening next, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I love Winter Hills, so I love it, but it's also not the best season, for sure. And, and what about you, Dom? Like, how are you feeling now that, well, we're not halfway, but we're, you know, over a quarter we're almost halfway how are you feeling so far about it uh it's okay like 
I, I am at a point where I'm watching it thinking, I don't have a favourite character for the episode. I don't have a favourite performer. And that's always a concern because it's always kind of like the episode is just blurred into one. And it's the kind of the same thing that happened in the last episode. We kind of mentioned it on our last episode as well. And it's just like, we exactly like Mari just said, we haven't really progressed anywhere. Um, and it just feels like it's kind of devices are put in to try and move the story forward, but it doesn't really do anything. So, um, yes, I'm hoping for a lot more. Um, obviously, like, the end of this episode has a, a like, there's an important ending uh, for Nathan and Haley's kind of story, but, um, it's, it's kind of like, the in terms of, like, notable things that happen in episodes, it's just, it's, it's, it's more of a struggle than picking up things in seasons one to four it's like they're growing up and this is all part of making mistakes and this happens and that happens and that happens whereas now it's just like this is the passage of time until something bigger happens so yeah a lot of filler do do we (laughs) so much filler do do we think that we're feeling the effects of the absence of chad and hillary in lucas and peyton like do we think if they were in the season still that it would still feel the same way i mean yes in a certain way it does because i feel like the stability is gone because we were safe with the relationships even though they did the same over and over again and we knew kind of what storylines they could build on between all of the main characters so now taking away one big part of that kind of i think it feels like the writers kind of got lost a little bit they didn't really know what to do now in a sense, um, but you know, it's it's hard to keep the storylines going, and I feel like they are trying to rearrange the characters in a bit. That they're trying to remove some of the things that we love about the characters, but then bring it back again, if it makes sense. <laughs> so, what um, do you think? What do you think, Dom? I feel <laughs> like you're gonna say the opposite. I say Lucas fans, Peyton fans. Put the knives down and just calm the fuck down, okay? Because I don't even notice that they're not in the episodes. Mm. I literally watch the episode and think, I miss them or this could have done with them. uh, And I I think it's because I'm not part of that. I guess I'm not part of that fandom. I'm not part of that world of I'm going to watch seasons one to six and I love these characters and these are my characters and these are the people I want to watch all the time. So we've kind of got to season seven. And I'm like, that kind of added annoyance is gone. And we've just got two different ones. Um, so I, I don't ever get to the end of an episode in season seven and think, oh, yeah, there's no Lucas or Peyton. I, I, until you mentioned it just then, I wouldn't have even considered it. So that's that's how much of an impact they have on me, unfortunately. So I, I but I, I can appreciate like what Mari's saying, that they're really integral to like the foundation of this show really integral to the foundation of the other characters and like nathan wouldn't be on the path that he's on if he didn't have that competition and conflict with lucas uh and build into something different and you know um lucas wouldn't have had the relationships he he had if nathan hadn't kind of screwed it up with peyton so many times and and then them suddenly find each other and kind of work things out over a number of years and and so on so i understand that they're pivotal to the, the like like i said the foundation of everyone else and the story's kind of continued without them and i'm kind i'm kind of okay with it i'm fine with it it's you know quite happy for it to continue 
Uh, what about you, Simon? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they'd kind of run their time, hadn't they, uh, in the show? Like, I think they were. There wasn't much more to be said on what they were doing. But I also think that's the problem we're having with all of the characters is that mm. they're kind of what I think it would have benefited from is another t- another time jump. I mean, yes. maybe that's crazy. But if they went, OK, let's go another five years because I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What, do, uh, do you think it would benefit from having so have that time jump and we have all new characters? We have a, a all new kind of main six cast or five or whatever but they're the main ones but we have touch points and the touch points being mouth mouth will appear and go oh yeah my friend like nathan and lucas used to do that and then you might have skills is like a basketball coach somewhere and you you have kind of deb's walking by and you know welcome to her shop or something like that you know or clothes over bros still exist and 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 that people go in and out the shop and stuff I think that's how it could exist now if they did a reboot now. But mm. I think we'll never see a reboot because of Mark Schwann. Not not because of anything to do with, uh, you know, the ending. Obviously, I wouldn't talk about any of that. But, you know, their studios are always looking for ways to reboot or reignite something that had a fan base. And obviously, One Tree Hill did and does have a fan base but also there'd be the issue of i mean they could do it separately i guess couldn't they but i don't i don't think chad and sophia get on very well currently do they or in recent times i don't know who knows there's all kinds of speculations and things i don't what what do you what do you think mari i mean i agree with you i would love to see it and with if they did it when the show was playing it would be fun to see, for example, like Chuck and Jamie growing up together, being the nude Nathan and Lucas, maybe <laughs> battling it out in the basketball court. Um, but that would be cool. But I, I agree with you in the sense that it's they've all kind of they've done everything with everyone, so they're kind of struggling to find good stories to keep it going. Well, talking about struggling with good stories i mean that that could be a perfect segue into brooke but um i I don't i mean where where do you want to start mari i mean we could start with brooke because there's a lot (laughs) to go through well do you want to go first mari you want dom to do his do his synopsis in dom can do his synopsis (laughs) come on dom earn your rent (laughs) earn my keep well brooke uh yes uh it's certainly a journey for her in this episode but it's kind of like a a continuation of ongoing issues so the, the biggest issue being julian obviously she's really struggling with the fact that he's um working so closely with alex and it's creating this gap and this kind of tension between them and uh, he references it straight away at the beginning of the episode. It was like, oh, here comes that like pouty thing, which I thought was like, one, incredibly stupid, two, incredibly brave, and three, what the hell are you doing? If you're like looking for a way to have something thrown at your face, that's the way to start the day. Um, so I thought it was a, a bit of a bad start from Julian kind of saying those things. But he does say like, we're at the end. We've kind of finished writing it or like finished writing the script. We're kind of there. This is the last you know time no more four o'clock finishes 
um, and I give focus the, all my time on you now because you know I don't need to worry about working with Alex anymore, and you don't you definitely don't need to worry. And then the story you know progresses and continues, and Brooke uh, thinks that she's pregnant and asks Haley for some advice, and Haley says, you know, go you know why can't you have have the guy and the baby, you know, and that seems to be the theme of Brooke's episode is having the boy and having the baby. Um, and she goes to get a pregnancy test done, fully undressed for a pregnancy test, which is just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Like, what was the fucking point in that to begin with? Um, and then she finds out that she isn't pregnant, so she got naked for nothing. Um, and uh, then she's just, yeah, mega, mega upset because... Julian then goes to kind of rescue Alex and then that becomes a whole thing which we'll discuss in a bit um, and she throws her birth control in the bin um, and that's kind of it she just said and then she's in the mirror all like pouty why don't why why can't you have the the boy and the, and the baby <laughs> they do love kind having of, her in the mirror that's it they do that's it I was half do. expecting her to like lipstick it up you know draw faces and stuff <laughs> well, hey firstly I was I was talking with Ephany earlier, um, as we do, and was saying about, hey, there's this scene in in this One Tree Hill episode we're going to talk about tonight where she knows, like, the characters' names and things. She, she hasn't watched it, but she she gets the gist. And I was like, yeah, Brooke goes to have, like, a pregnancy test done. But instead of doing, like, you know, peeing on the stick, the old home pregnancy test, she goes to the doctor's office and then is, like completely naked under a robe and we were really confused about this on the uh on the watch along like why why would you be doing this mm. and she just said oh, america <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah probably yeah. i don't know i don't know necessarily that's not like a dig americans just more like i think the healthcare service i mean obviously there's many, many issues with the healthcare service. Mm. Uh, but we assume that she's got money, right? So she's probably got really good healthcare. Got so... money? She's a millionaire. Right. <laughs> so that's she's what got I'm money. saying. She's a fucking millionaire. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? She's. I was trying I to put it light. She's got money. She's fucking All right. minted, mate. Oof. <laughs> she's loaded. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't wait to... I'm going to shank you when oh. we get back to prison break. <laughs> Don't worry, Brooke. We know you're on the breadline, but you can get fully naked for a pregnancy test. No, I'm trying, <laughs> I was trying to gently be like, she's got some money, so it's all right. I wasn't trying to just be like, hey, there's a massive disparity between the rich and the poor. The poor get nothing. The rich are fine. They get naked for pregnancy tests. We're in the it. UK. It's hard to just even get a doctor's appointment full stop with the NHS at the moment, which, yes, we're so grateful for the NHS. NHS and it's not the people's <laughs> fault that work in it. We know they're underfunded. It's the government's fault. But hey, in America, you got some money. You're all right. It's because they're pushing us into that system. That's why the government right. pushing us into having private health care. And the more people that use private health care and the less that they rely on the NHS, the better. And that's the aim of our government, which is the biggest pile of shit in the Don't world. Wait, Put what? It on me. They think it's going to be better if people don't use it. Uh, that they want people to not use it so they can charge insurance. Okay, crazy. <laughs> or, or they want or they want it to be so bad that people rely on um, private healthcare. Perfect. That's but what's that, happening. But that is what. 
that is what happens though is yeah. it's like oh, yeah. oh it'll just be yeah. easier it would just be easier to go somewhere else like there's a private hospital that's literally in the town in between you and idom and it's like well sometimes it's like i'll just go there because i just get seen immediately and it's actually the same doctors that you would be at the nhs but you're just seen straight away and it all just happens but then you get a bill at the end and it's like well so they magically got time haven't they they've just magically got time because there's money at the end of it it's crazy it's it's criticism but you know it's it makes sense, doesn't it? But yeah, well, it's double entendre. It makes the sense. That makes the dollars. But it's the it's also really complicated because in Britain, your if you do something in the private healthcare system, it doesn't connect to the NHS to the public healthcare. So you can't like connect your records. So mm. if you do want to get something sorted privately, you have to go back to the beginning and like go and pay through all of the steps that you've already done over here because they can't get this file that's over here it's really it's really frustrating like and everyone should just have healthcare. like it sh- mm. people shouldn't have to pay for it everybody should just have it just as a standard human right the same way everyone should have food and everyone should have shelter and everyone should have clean drinking water we said it once we said it again make us this podcast in charge of the world's money and we'll sort it out. We'll just print yep. more money and just give it to everyone. Yeah. Simple. Fixed. Economy fixed. No problem. Raven unites. <laughs> okay. Well, Mari, what do you think of, of Brooke in this one? So we, I apologize for the ranting. <laughs> We're used to it. <laughs> um, first of all, with the whole doctor's visit, I first thought maybe she was at like an OBJ GYN kind of thing. And like a pelvic exam because that sometimes happens. But why don't you just pee on a stick and check? You don't really go to the doctor if you're before checking at home, I would believe. Um, but I feel Brooke is being put in a corner where you see that they're trying to make her the desperate, uh, jealous girl that she sometimes has been before. But then suddenly she's like, I can do this. It's me. But obviously, she has rights to be a bit jealous because obviously Julian is hanging out with Alex a lot and she gets naked in front of him. So, I mean, it's understandable. But the whole... There was a certain time when they were talking about her being pregnant and how Haley said that maybe you want to be. It reminded me of the situation in like season three, was it, with um, Haley and Nathan? when he blamed her for trying to get pregnant on purpose to keep him. So I feel like they kind of brought back that situation a little bit, trying to make Brooke desperate kind of in the situation with Alex. But I don't know. Um, I mean, Sophia Bush is really good at acting. So she's really good at actually being vulnerable. And also fun fact, she did direct this episode. So that also makes, I mean, makes more sense that she's in it a lot, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I have struggles with this Brooke. I don't really like her being desperate or sad or, or jealous in that, this sense. But yeah, what about uh, you? Uh, well, I kind, of, I kind of think that too, is that she... 
I feel like Sophia Bush's performance is really good, but I feel like she's being given some really trash lines and trash things and emotions to feel. And I was thinking, if you think of it from a, a kind of deeper level, maybe this is going too deep for what we do on this podcast. <laughs> and I I wonder if um, Mia is our Mia's the like therapist, right? Yes. Yeah. Mia's the therapist. Yes. Um, I was just checking, Mia. I knew that you did something in in health and doctoring. I'm just checking. Yes. I want to make sure I didn't just paint you with the wrong brush. But Mia, maybe you can comment on this. But I I think that if we think that when you're in your childhood, say the first 10, 11 years of your life, you are kind of becoming, you're conditioned as a person. Otherwise, you adjust. If you were born and put into a vacuum, you just, there is nothing, right? You're kind of given your personality from your parents, the environment you're in, the people around you, your uncles, your cousins, the friends at school, all of that stuff in your childhood. And then when you sort of go into your adolescence, teenage years and, and beyond, you have like what I would think of as like cause and effect conditioning, right? So you've got this thing happened that... Uh, Lucas cheated on Brooke with Peyton there's the cause and then you've got the effect so what's the effect it's made her insecure in relationships it's made her untrusting of men it's made her whatever whatever and I think if you try if we try and look at it with that lens you've got who Brooke is underneath which is who we talk about in the historic I don't know if anyone's gone this deep ever about a one tree hill character <laughs> breakdown <laughs> let's see uh, uh, we think about when Brooke and Peyton were talking about when they were little girls and they were sitting under the bridge who was it that was like creepily watching was it Peyton's biological mum wasn't it would like see them or anyway uh you know they were like the little girls making the snow fort and the this and that like that's who they really are underneath all of this facade of these cause and effect conditioning that's happened on top right um and so i feel like what we watch in one tree hill is people acting out that conditioning they're acting out the effects of uh millie's acting out the effects that she's been never thought she was beautiful and so now she's acting out of i'm so beautiful and this that and the other and everyone loves me it's like until these people realize that actually that's not the way to live, until they create enough of their own internal suffering and misery from having to live by putting up a mask to the world that then breaks and then they can get beyond the facade and get back to who they actually were in their childhood, but having to then balance that with an adult brain to navigate through the world. That's what I think. Sounds very smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for sure, they're... Um... As you said, they're giving uh, Sophia really, really bad storylines, and she's making the best out of it. I feel, um, and they're making. I feel like the same with Julian because obviously he's doing a really nice guy thing to help. He's manipulated by Alex in a certain sense, but at the same time, it's. I mean, it's impossible to choose in that kind of situation because you want to help, but also, Brooke doesn't really tell him what's going on either. So it's, I don't know. I, I don't really understand, like, kind of, yeah, kind of what world or what plane of existence where uh, someone would leave their girlfriend that they live with at a free concert that Haley's doing to go and see this actor who has 
all these problems and issues but has presented themselves as naked and presented themselves yeah. as this person that's going to throw yeah. themselves at you and it, they always get their way and they do this and they do that why wouldn't you just go and find Brooke in the venue and be like look I've had this phone call from her she's really distraught like like to the point of like if I if I don't go and help her I feel like I'm sort of complicit in something can you come with me because I'm a bit I'm worried about her but I also want you to be there and I want to be with you so could you come with me or or like mm. would you mind if I take someone like with me like I'm going to take Chase you know and like because you know we've yeah. got um the other geezer behind a bar now so Chase is freed up to do whatever because he doesn't serve drinks anymore because he's the bar manager so but but I don't understand I don't understand and I sent you this yesterday was it Simon about the communication thing like if these people just talk to each other it'd be so much easier so much less conflict um and just have that 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 brief conversation so look this person's really struggling um and yes she's an actress but we could we could figure that out together when we're there like is it bullshit uh, and you'll dig for the bullshit and i'll dig for the truth and that and we'll kind of come to a, <laughs> we'll come to come to consensus won't we because brooke will only ever see the bad and julian will try and find the good um until he sees what he thinks is the bad so um it's kind of like a good thing to go together i don't i just don't understand why he then it then becomes a phone call he's like vanished and it's a phone call so stupid in my opinion agree I, I totally agree. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Just take Brooke with you. Yeah. Do not leave without her. Just say, exactly. hey. I mean, the only thing is the fear is, is like, oh, would that be like embarrassing for Alex? Well, hey, Alex, you kind of have to pay that price because you have been inappropriate. You've historically been inappropriate. So now that that trust isn't there with you. So, yeah, I'm going to bring my girlfriend because there's issues that brooke has told you directly you know she fired you from her business because of this behavior so yeah it was really really frustrating uh, they're all like a key thinking <laughs> this is so terrible why are you laughing <laughs> just to see your it was really frustrating <laughs> it's like it's really taking it out of you <laughs> like, i feel like you need to lie down <laughs> i'm running after this um, i just want to you know, curl you up into a little ball and cradle you, stroke your hair and say, it's okay, puppy, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I wish you would. <laughs> I wish you would. Uh, wear gloves if you're going to shave, you know, stroke my hair though, would you? you shave your hair. <laughs> shave don't it. shave it. <laughs> Nature's trying to shave it naturally. <laughs> I will wear uh, thick gloves. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, that was it. I it made me inappropriately laugh when I was thinking, oh, is Chuck going to put this together? Maybe Chuck would put this together in the Discord. But when, like I said, I'm try I need to try and get in better shape. And I have told you many times, Dom, and Mario probably said it many times on the podcast, that I love Coke, like Coca-Cola. I love it. It's so delicious. It's lovely. It's beautiful. It's the best. And I'm really having to put it down. It's so addictive. I'm... Isn't it? Yeah. Been there, done that. Do you love it? Yeah. Do you love it as well? Yeah. Had to stop. Regular Coke. Like you go and you will go in the full whack. Yeah. 
so good dom yep, you love yep. rick do you remember, dom do you remember when you got like you got like a high almost when we were driving to see craig i think and <laughs> i got you a regular coke and you hadn't had you'd only had like diet or coke zero for like years and it was your first hit of regular coke do you remember how <laughs> joyful you got because <laughs> normally you're a miserable piece of shit uh, <laughs> uh yeah i it was it was delicious and like you always say delicious delicious coke but uh yeah i don't drink it i don't drink it at all like a regular coke i only drink diet coke yeah i only ever drink regular coke if i'm extremely hungover which i barely almost never am so <laughs> that's the only way like the only time i give myself um the reason to drink a regular coke so it's good well, i don't i don't want to out myself but like during the christmas period i was probably drinking like four a day like i was like i was deep yeah I was deep in the game <laughs> he's taken he's taken they've got him <laughs> I'm not even joking. I was like drinking them in the morning. Like I would like, but I was also like hiding them a little bit. Like I'd be like, I'm going to take Luna out for a walk and I'd have a Coke in my pocket and I'd just. You sound like Millie. In the cold. (laughs) (laughs) There's no one important out there on my walk, Ethany. It's okay. It's not the fucking music awards. Let me drink a Coke. (laughs) But no, it was. So I was imagining uh, when Alex is like, I found some Coke in my bag. I was imagining myself finding like a can of Coke in a suitcase and being like, I'm going to drink it. Someone help Dom come over here. I'm going to drink this Coke. And then like Dom being like, you're Simon. You can live your own life or whatever she says. And and then I'm like staring at the Coke can like, oh, live your own life, Simon. Live your own life. You're going to drink this Coke, Dom. Would you come over to my house, Dom, without your girlfriend knowing to save me from drinking a can of Coke? Yeah, I would leave her at the gig to then get yeah. to you and save you from that can of Coke that you desperately want but can't have. And then he found and the she'd be like, can. but he always gets naked for you. <laughs> I, like, I don't ask him to. He just does it. It's not something I want. It's not something I'm anyone like, wants, okay? I'm like, I'm like, Dom, this is the underwear I wore and I auditioned for Wonder Woman. Or she said. <laughs> Nice. Sorry, this is this has gone off. Um, <laughs> this has oh gone God. off. I was gonna say like, wait, yes, please, Mario. No, 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 you go. No, I want to hear what you want to say. No, I was just gonna say that at least they gave Alex or good storyline. She does the job so so well. Jane, I don't know, is Jana Jana Kramer Jana Jana Jana? Yana, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a soft J. Or... I always just call her Jana, so I don't even know. The non, non-English speaking person trying to say the English names. But, uh... <laughs> it's like a European name. If it's Yana. Yana, yeah. How is it spelled? J-A-N-A? Yeah. I would have said Yana. That would have been my way of... Jana. I don't know. Natural. Anyways, she's good. <laughs> Uh, you, know reminds, you know in you know in uh anchorman is like yogging i'm doing yogging it's with a soft j yeah you just you just run it's like the german and german type accents so good yana jana 
her Alex. in real life look, looks exactly the same. She does. Like she's aged like a fine wine. She looks exactly the same. She just turned. That's not to say. Yeah, she just turned forty and had a baby. She's got that J Lo going on. You know, J Lo just like ages in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, but. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She didn't want to do the coke. Um. But wait, Dom. The cause and effect conditioning. You didn't give me any reaction. I put a lot of effort into that rant. I don't get anything. Do you not think that's what's happening? Oh no, I, I think you're spot on. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's just difficult to say anything uh, as psychological or philosophical. I think you, you explained it beautifully. Uh, it doesn't. It didn't need any further explanation or further comment. I just didn't know if you disagreed. Now we know you agree. Mia, we need to know. You agree. Mari, what do you think? Do you think that's... Uh, are we giving the writing too much credit to say that they're remembering these historical things and set, and trying to weave that into the character journeys? I mean, both yes and no. Because I think we've been with them so long now that it makes sense to kind of bring it back. And even though it wasn't planned, it still works that way. And when you're a fan who's seen it so long, you can make it make sense. So I mm. think it's a nice thought that they're actually, you know, struggling. Because everyone, when they get to a certain age, kind of gets back these memories to think that you maybe removed a bit and then it comes back and then you have to, have, like, deal with it again <laughs> in a certain sense. So I feel like that would be a really good idea, actually. So, yeah, you're, like, you. processing, processing the memories and then you're trying to reconnect with the inner you that your inner child so to speak um okay well the other bit about brooke is that rachel gives her an apology now whether we think it's uh sincere or not is up to interpretation right um i mean from knowing rachel we probably think it's not however I feel like she really, really reacted poorly to this, like Brooke did. Like, as in, hey, if someone comes to you that was an addict, you know, admittedly, uh, so has obviously had problems, seems to have straightened their life out, sober, you know, regardless of what they're doing with Dan Scott and whatever, but is not not on drugs anymore, has made a success of themselves, and they come to you and said, hey, I messed up, um... I apologize. I want to pay you the money back. You know, you can say what you want to say, but you don't need to slap the person. You don't need to assault them and slap them around the face and tell them to fuck off. Like you can, however she said it, you can just say, okay, uh, you know, I don't want your money. I'm glad that things are better, but I think that rift between us is not repairable. Uh, I think the damage is done, but I wish you all the best health and success. You know, have a good night. That's how you should handle that situation if you don't want to do it. Or you could say, hey, I appreciate that. How are you doing? Do you want to get a drink? Maybe not for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a bad thing. I put my foot in it. Oh, God, it's happening all over again. But you could, <laughs> you, that's how it would go for me. But you could just be like, you know, and move on. But I think Brooke, it, it's such a poor choice. Like it may, uh, and I said this on the watch along. I feel like in 2000 and whatever year this was, I think it would have been looked as looked at as, yay, Brooke, like, do your thing. No one can keep you down. And I think now it's like, what? Yeah. Like, you are, you are actually not a very nice person. 
I agree. I feel like nobody goes around slapping each other. I don't think that actually happens in real life. Maybe it does. I don't know. Never seen it. Never witnessed it. Never heard of it. But it's like, it's so unnecessary and it's been so long. And I know Brooke has a shit ton of money, but you know, she, she tries, Rachel tries and apologizes and yeah, redeem herself. But no, that was an awful, awful reaction. I totally agree. So unnecessary. Badly, badly written. I feel like it's like how Mark Schwann believes girls would react. <laughs> I don't know. So, so I, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a terrible reaction. I think it's like in terms of it's not nice. It's so bad. Uh, how like unforgiving uh, and harsh, considering you know Rachel was going through. A difficult time herself. She mentions blackballed, couldn't get any work after that. Even once she got kind of clean and got herself a personal trainer and stuff. I mean, she said she gets the personal trainer after, you know, she gets with Dan. But she she really tried. Now, do we think under different circumstances of the episode, Brooke would have reacted differently? Because I, I I would like to think yes. That's kind of my hope in that we have this stressful situation of her boyfriend going to see this, you know, attractive a- actress that has thrown herself at the boyfriend several times. And it's been a, 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 a sort of point of contention between them for so long. And she's really struggling with it. And she says she's trying to be all good new age. I don't think she is. Like at the beginning, she's like, trying to be good new age kind of girlfriend and, you know, stick by you and understand this. I, I think she's doing a bad job of that. But I do understand the difficulty she's having. And I think are we at just such a difficult point that turning around and seeing Rachel was just the wrong time, the wrong person at the wrong time. And she got the the brunt of how she's feeling towards Julian and Alex. Do we not think that's slightly more of the case? Like had she approached her, you know, hours earlier in the day and knocked on the door and said, hi, uh, Brooke, uh, look, I'm so sorry for what I did. Here's the money back. And she might've gone, look, I, I don't agree with what you did. I'm a bit pissed off with you. You keep the check and shut the door and then that's kind of it. It'd still be a shitty response, but it wouldn't be kind of to the degree that we had it in uh, in this episode. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, in one way, I want to think that, as you say. But another <laughs> way, I think maybe the slap wouldn't happen, but the rest I still feel would, would still be there. Mm-hmm. I think, maybe. But yeah, I would like to think he wouldn't, but I don't know. I have a feeling it still would have been pretty bad. I yeah, I think it would go back to like what your point, Mari, of uh I think they still would have written it the same way, but I think we would like to think if we know the characters that it's just she was having a bad day and mm. Though I could see, like what you both said, that it happening without the slap part happening. Um, but then with that being said, right, if that was the case, in the next episode, she should apologize to her, right? And be like, hey, I was having a bad day. Uh, yeah, because bad so. days yeah. don't last forever, do they? So, Yeah, exactly. You'd hope that there'd be some kind of like resolution with... Um, 
kind of Julian, Julian coming home saying she fucking wasted my time. I went there, she had a little tube, she said there were drugs in it. We even went to pour it out and nothing came out, even though you can see through the bottom of it, you can see it's fucking empty. But, you know, there was absolutely nothing happened. I got in a rage with her, I pushed her out of the way and I left because I was so pissed off. And I'm so sorry that I abandoned you at that place, blah, blah, blah. And it would still be tense between that. I think what's really annoying is that I think this is just going to fucking roll on for the whole series. And they're just going to make this a thing for the entire season rather than just like previous Tree Hill time where it's like resolved the next day. This is just going to drag. And I think their relationship issues are going to drag for a while, um, especially when they start to get to producing the film and making it. And she, Alex is a bit more involved, but you would kind of hope that there would be like a slight bit of resolution. You know, he's still sleeping on the sofa, whatever. But when Rachel comes out, it's like I'm in a slightly better frame of mind. I can have that conversation with you now, but actually I still don't really want anything to do with you. Thanks for the money back. I'm not going to cash it. Go away. Um, and then that's kind of the end of it. But yeah, I think you're right about the, the writing and the way people react and that kind of expectation that we want that person to slap her in the face. You know, I, I'm not going to say nobody should slap Rachel. I think it's okay if every <laughs> character just queued up and did it. I think it would be all right. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't enjoy the reaction. I thought it was a bit over the top. And yeah, Brooks just hard. It's just hard watching, isn't it, at the moment? It's hard to handle. I, I think it's also a 2024 perspective on things because we, I think, in an, in pop culture, are like, there's no violence ever. It's not needed um, to resolve anything. I mean, look at the Will Smith, Chris Rock situation right as in mm. he went on stage and slapped him and the whole world said hey fuck you will smith like yeah. you can like you don't need to uh resolve words with violence in this context like i mean it's very different if we're talking about oppression and wars and other things when we're talking about conversations where people's lives aren't at stake you don't need to be slapping people around it's just not necessary but i think that's more of that's a 2024 thing um i mean we're only talking about what year is this in 2009 eight seven i think it's around nine somewhere 2009 so you know i don't know i mean the world does change a lot doesn't it so but should we should we just wrap up julian's other part and then dom you can give us your predictions on sort of julian alex and brooke all in one i mean the only other thing really with julian is that he he calls i had to say he calls his old man he calls i thought i'd say in the uk he calls his old man he called his dad to say uh hey do you want to produce this movie with me we can see his dad has got the thin red line movie poster i meant to ask you have i already asked you dom as a war movie uh fan have you seen the thin red line have we talked about this already yeah yeah we've talked about it before but yeah i've seen it yeah it's quite brutal right okay so there's, a, there's a there's like a moment in the film where someone goes to pull a grenade from their belt to throw throw a grenade and they pull the pin oh. and they're like fuck and they like they, they sort of sit down or jump on their back to so that it doesn't kill their the sort of fellow soldiers around them and they blow off like their their whole backside yeah it's brutal it's a brutal film it's quite brutal there was no opportunity to throw it still no because that by the time they've realized it's just the pin it's yeah it's oh, too late too late but they saved other people by you know 
jumping on it themselves. Sad. Really brought the mood down, Dom. Sorry, man. <laughs> really? Boy, how am I Let's supposed to back segue to back Julian. to Julian's dad? Julian and his dad. It seems so important now, does it? But they're, they're going to... What are they going to do to the nest? The thing? It's like they're old gonna, school. I thought we was in the nest, in the safety. in the. <laughs> they're going to, you know, kick it out and hope it flies. More or less. <laughs> so, Dom, give us your prediction. Is it going to fly? What's going to happen with... You know, Alex and uh, Julian and Brooke. Well, I, I think, like I've said about Brooke and Julian, I, I think the the issues between them are going to continue. There's just trust issues, lack of understanding, lack of communication. Like he's trying to be like, um, really like, I, I'm all for you. I'm all for you. There's no one else, you know. And I think he's sincere with that. I really, really do. But I also think that she's just got so much of that, you know, what you were saying, Simon, so much mistrust from previous relationships and, and, and the issues of her past that it's hard for her to see past that. So it, it become it's going to just be a continuous thing. Um, I think Alex not having drugs is be like, why didn't I have any drugs? Okay, well, he's he now thinks I'm this biggest piece of shit in the world and a, and a liar, and I was just trying to lure him here. Uh, and she's going to be in a downward spiral. She's going to end up getting some drugs from someone somewhere and just becoming a total mess. Um, it will put the script at jeopardy. I mean, I, I kind of almost think the dad is a bit of a backstabber, you know, as much as it's like, this is our chance to, like, reconnect and do something great. The dad might read the script and be like, this is great. I'm going to make it. Uh, you know rather than just like this little indie film i'm going to make it massive and and cash in on this as well you know big daddy cash cow is he's also a big daddy cash cow um so he's going to be like yes i'm gonna gonna make this a thing and julian will be like hold on hold on i I, I don't want it to get to that i want it to be his thing but i want to work on my relationship so maybe i'll just leave my dad to do it because you know i start jobs and don't finish them that's that's very much julian's kind of bag at the moment um in terms of like producing but I don't know. I would like them to be like happy father son moment and produce this film together. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, daddy might run away with it and and do it himself. And then Alex, I don't know. There there was mention of rehab it, uh, and having a sponsor that was awful. So maybe she gets a new sponsor and we're introduced to a new character that kind of tries to help fix her. And Millie, because Millie is now on this path of like taking recreational drugs or taking just drugs to you know avoid eating and have that energy and be part of that lifestyle that that so cool lifestyle of partying all the time and being out and yeah that nightlife kind of fake model life that we, we we're expecting to believe um so yeah I, I certainly think that that's uh i mean brooke might even fire her I've, i mean brooke's reaction to her in the place as well like was almost felt like again yeah kind of like a standard brook reaction which was a bit harsh but i think fair as well but like you know this is a summer line you know this is like for for our eyes only what the hell are you doing get it off or you're fired um and i don't think she'd normally threaten millie with being fired but because she's in that zone she's in that frame of mind it's kind of like her only option so yeah i think difficult path for millie as well on the road to recovery and winning mouth's trust back 
Well, we will see as always. Mari, where do you want to go? We've got we've got Quinn and uh, Clay. We've got Nathan and Haley. We're kind of a little bit separate. We've also got Miranda and Grubs and. <laughs> I mean, Haley and Haley's storyline is just very unnecessary in this episode, if I'm honest. <laughs> I feel like they just needed a reason to bring her in for the episode. I mean, I, she's, I, I know they're probably, you know, wanting to show that she's still singing because she's apparently not a teacher anymore. <laughs> Maybe who knows? <laughs> Um, so in that sense, the same with Miranda, it's like, why are they there kind of thing? We will see, as you say. Um, but first of all, in what world was that the outfit Brooke chose for Haley to perform in? (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, on the watch along, Dom started laughing when she got onto stage and she comes on and it's like, hey, guys. She might as well, Dom has said. It's been a minute that she did it. She Aww. said, it's been a while. That would have just made Dom's head explode. But <laughs> it, it, he started laughing. And so I paused the episode and was like, what's what's going on? Are you laughing at her hat? Because she's got a big like purple hat on for no reason. Um, but no, Dom, you was actually laughing at... Hey guys, it's like she was talking to like um, like nursery school students, like kindergartners. Yeah, you, you know. Hey guys, I'm back. And then it was like I have I give absolutely no shits that I'm standing on stage, like about to perform. To you, it's like, oh, this is happening. Okay, well, let's get started. I was like, what, what what's going on? Like you come out and you'd be pumped. You'd be like, hey, so I'm so glad to be back. So great that you came. You know, doing this free gig to kind of get me back into the flow so excited to see you here thank you so much for coming to support me support local groups support live bands support live music love you all let's get cracking on this show you know a bit of fucking energy Haley. you've been out (laughs) of work for so fucking long maybe you're just completely devoid of any sort of emotion now i just don't understand she's just like lost her her like spirit yeah completely and then fuck me the song as well um <laughs> but yeah yeah it's well, can we also can we also add the level the levels of privilege that Haley has in that she turns up at trick and she's got all these like are we calling them roadies is that what we call them you know people like setting up the speakers setting up the merch stool setting up whatever it may be now miranda from the from the label we'll talk about as a whole separate thing didn't have a hand to play in this so we're led to believe that Haley organized this herself right but she shows up at the 11th hour right and then looks around like oh i'm so happy of all the work that i've done you've done fuck all you've come up now you haven't even like dom said prepared an introductory sort of speech or what you're gonna say you you're harsh you're half dressed love like yeah. did you get dressed in the dark She's wearing this kind of sweatshirt and a hat over this dress that Brooke apparently made her. I, I mean, she's given a full fucking clothes over Brove's clothing bag. I was I was expecting some sort of dress or something like fairly sleek, you know, sleek but comfortable, so she can move on stage and you know be an energetic energetic performer. And she just came out like 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 mum's lost her mind do you know what i mean mum's wearing yeah, stuff yeah. that she shouldn't be wearing it's like just, the wardrobe people just took the day off 
And she was like, well, <laughs> she came in like the dress that they gave her. And then she was like, fuck this. I'm just wearing my shirt and my hat kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, Bethany, you've got to pick what you're wearing. I'm just sure Magdalena has yeah. a lot to say about this outfit. Oh, I'm sure she does. I It, it looks no like doubt. she went into a local charity shop and just did the Tasmanian devil spin in like the just and then just came out wearing whatever. And it's like she's performing for like 20 people. The queue in the stairs was like 20 people. And Miranda was like, oh, during wow. the day, during the day, she opened up and said, oh, you better tell them, you know, that the concert's <laughs> off or whatever. It's during the day. Do these people not have jobs? And then people are coming in drinking, day drinking. Yeah. I mean, like Clay, <laughs> Quinn and all of them are there like it's nighttime. We know that time and space <laughs> equilibrium means nothing, nothing in Tree Hill, but... Jesus, could you not make it nighttime at least? They didn't want to pay the background performers like the extra for being there at night. With well, that, I, I don't. And it's, but I, I feel like this is like something that Bethany Lance did to like I have to perform my song because this was one of her songs with her band Everly. So it's not like a song that was made through the show. It was a song that she had on the private. So right. I feel like I need to perform the song somehow, or or I won't show up. And we're in the episode. I don't know. Oh man, I I, well, I I I didn't even listen to Drama Queens, right? But people from our Discord telling us that she chews on the podcast has ruined her for me. Like when I see her sometimes, and if I feel annoyed, I just think, "Oh my god, you chew on a podcast!" I can't. How? Yeah. What kind of person are you? It happens sometimes. Um, yeah. Not too much, but sometimes. What well, still? Yeah, I mean, I don't really realize when I'm listening, but I don't. I don't know. They mostly drink. Well, that someone's <laughs> just helping herself to a bag of quavers halfway through a podcast. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, I just feel like crisps. <laughs> her whole storyline was just unnecessary in this episode, to be honest. Besides <laughs> her comments to me. But yeah, it's just, I mean, she was there for Nathan in the end, I guess, for his bad news. Wow, yeah. Oh, just, just to jump back to the the one song she did at her gig her free concert yeah um nobody could hear her singing over mouth and millie arguing and then brooke added it anyway it's like do you remember do you remember the, <laughs> do you remember the big concert that peyton organized like the the soldier USO one, yeah? show yeah. uso show that's right and then there's that moment where there's characters that are backstage are talking and i think it's mia that's like yeah this is a and she's like shouting because it's like we're meant to be at a gig it's meant to be really loud you're meant to not be able to hear me unless i'm shouting and that kind of work in this it's just like we're like six feet away from the fucking stage where Haley is performing and we're going to talk at this volume and you're going to be able to hear me absolutely fine because it's like there's nothing else going on because obviously there isn't but it's just they, they just make no attempt to kind of go we need to kind of raise our voices a little bit because there's music playing in the background and it's not just music playing it's live there's a fucking band you know we have a drummer and a guitarist it's not like it's quiet shit it's, this is going to be noisy you know it's ridiculous can we step out into that little alcovey room to the side and have the conversation there and then it gets quieter and then we can talk at a normal volume it's so it just really winds me up also she has one song and they don't seem to care at all (laughs) her friends aren't even supportive they're not like no Haley. they're just like yeah let's just fight instead (laughs) and the, the, the one the one song also consisted of um brooke 
being on a uh, having a phone conversation having a go at rachel and slapping her in the face then having a go at millie and then storming off like all in the space of one song it's <laughs> like, a, like it's like an old school like meatloaf album track that's like 14 minutes <laughs> you know there's like Just a so three minute guitar filler. solo <laughs> yeah. in the middle yeah to jim steinman piano like a beautiful song but you could have like three or four arguments within the span of it, you know <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And storm out. Yeah, and storm out. Well, the when Millie's also not lowering her voice or whatever or upping her voice during in front of while Haley's singing, she's also saying, "Well, there's no one important here. It's not like we're at the music awards. It's like that's your friend on stage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. Well, can we also talk about Miranda? Um, and I talk about how much I loathe her. Um. <laughs> Love is where you hate, isn't it? Yes, I just want to be clear on that. It sounds like love, but it's like I I don't dislike the actress. I think she's fine. Um, I don't dislike the idea of the character. I think it's fine to have like a sort of grumpy but actually nice record executive, whatever, and someone f- f- something for Haley to do. But I just don't think it. I think her accent throws me off, and the ac- really I can love? say this because. Is it not? No, I think she is British. Yeah, I've looked it. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure she is actually British, and you know we can. I feel like we can say this because we are British. But it throws me off because sometimes when you hear a British accent in uh, an American show, it heightens the Britishness of it by contrast. And because she's kind of like posh with it as well. I just think I wish you were American because then it wouldn't mm. stick out. It like it makes her it makes her acting or her line delivery seem bad when I don't think it is bad. It would be fine in a British show, but be- it makes it sound so stilted because it's so British next to their Americanness. So I don't know. Is, does that make sense, or am I being stupid? I, I think it makes sense because it, it, it's it becomes like. Where the bloody hell have you been? And right. oh, I, I'm not going to even say the words at the bottom of this poster. And let's talk about schedule and things like that. And it's just, you know, and Haley, you know, has a funny line like, let's talk about the word schedule. But yeah. I think I say both. I say schedule and schedule. I think it depends on who we're talking to. But I tend to throw in a schedule here and there. Oh. But uh, like, I think the, you're absolutely right. If she was just American, even if it was an English actor playing an American, it would, that, you know, you kind of see past that as long yeah. as the accent's kind of passable and good enough. But when you've got a group of Americans and then you've got this one British person and we all have to come across as being rather posh and you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're either ends of the spectrum if you're English in an American television program, dare I say so, Popera, you know, you're either extremely posh mm-hmm. and you pronounce every syllable and every letter and every you enunciate incredibly well or you talk a bit like that and you're just a bit like a scumbag and, and that's kind of what they expect they, they kind of think oh they're all like chimney sweeps aren't they that's that's the, the image that we'll have you know it's all fucking mary poppins and dick van dyke with his terrible impression you know it's just that's you you can't be in between you can't be yeah. like me or simon who actually talk fairly normally for the UK, you know, regardless of regional accents and stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you've got to be either or. Well, and go and see. Well, that's the, um, WG Supermassive. Have you seen, have either of you seen White Lotus, the second season? 
I've only seen about four episodes of the second season of the first season. Ah, okay. Well, firstly, it's a really amazing show. Oh no, you didn't like it, did you, Dom? Is that right? It's 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 on a part. It's just really, it's quite slow, isn't it? It's like it's a builder, I guess. Well, this the in the second season, different characters, whatever. There's <laughs> a uh, but there's a British guy in it who's a West Ham fan, and he actually is British in real life. And it was the, one of the first few times I was like, oh, he actually just sounds like us. Um, it was like quite a good representation. Um, I mean, it's quite, he has a complicated character. It's a complicated thing, but <laughs> it, uh, it's, yeah. But I, as for accents in American shows, I was like, oh, this this is a pretty good one. But okay, sorry, we've gone all over the place here. I mean, Mari, what do you think of Miranda? Do you like her? Do you want to rip her face off? Where you at? <laughs> I have no opinion. I'm never cared for her so i don't like i don't like her but i don't hate her i just think she's unnecessary i don't know she has no point in the first episode where she was like i'm gonna shut down the label fine why she stuck around i will never know (laughs) or understand um so (laughs) yeah i'm on your side seven seems like she was waiting for grubs is it grubs Grubs. i can't stand grubs Grubs is amazing Uh, here's a grubby twat i'll say it now <laughs> like i i i i he's fine at this point i mean i don't, I don't want to show my hand you know um but i just i it's the same thing as miranda yeah. it becomes the same thing oh i can't show my hand but like again the actor fine as a person, I'm sure, great. I, there's nothing personal, like nothing like that at all. Just as a function in the show, I'm just like, I just don't need you. I don't need you in <laughs> yeah. here. But at this point, it's fine. Like, guessing the drinks, you know, oh, I think you're drinking blood. Ha ha. White wine's going to make you both happy. Ha ha. Yeah, fine. It's good. As good as a little bit. Let's never see you again and you'd be yeah. a great side character. But I'm not trying to show my hand. But what happens is just like, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. same yeah but also i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen but i'm intrigued now but at least you can be happy because then you might see less of ffc um because there he's gonna be a bar manager so he doesn't have time to be with the small people you know he's gonna be a pilot <laughs> that's it so <laughs> i mean how much do they have mess. to pay him to show his face for the for that like one 30 seconds i'm wondering I think he's probably got a contract yeah. where I've, I was hearing this on something. Sometimes they have a contract where it's like you are guaranteed like 10 out of 13 episodes yeah. or something like that. And they do it by like a half season because they may not want you in the second half. And so I think contractually they were like, <laughs> we got to give him something to do. <laughs> it's just so... It's an e- he probably got paid like 15 grand to right. do that or something. It's just like another thing that was very unnecessary to have in the episode, if you ask me. Um, I mean, I know Dom loves Chase, so he would probably want to see him more. <laughs> oh, yeah, my favorite character. <laughs> Dom, I'm not even going to bother asking you for predictions for Chase, Miranda, or Grubs. Do no. you have a prediction? Oh, no. God, I did it anyway. No, no <laughs> just Miranda. Like, 
I'm going to go over there and lower my standard because he's violating all sorts of health codes and I want him to violate me. And that's pretty much what she's doing, isn't it? And it's just like the sort of snooty, posh one picks a grubby one and they end up sort of randomly falling in love, which is a bit weird. You know, do you know what I mean? (laughs) That that happens in other shows as well. Like the, the snooty posh, like I've got this kind of class perception and I am what I am and I wouldn't ever, you know mix with the the scum like you basically and then she's like oh he's a bit of you know i'd say rough he's not a bit of rough he's a bit of disgusting and i'm gonna go with that and you know catch something off him but i'm willing to give it a try he's so. gonna piss off my dad and that's what i really want <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna take him home <laughs> That's exactly it. That is exactly it. When when I when I go back home to Chelsea, uh, and father meets him, uh, when Papa meets him, uh, he'll be absolutely devastated and probably give him a heart attack, and I'll inherit all his money. Ha 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 ha! Wonderful. But I'm so devilish because I have to I have to hit back that when Grubs is meeting my dad for the first time, I'll be secretly have my hand in his crutch under the table to really oh. make him upset. You know, that's what they would do in this role. And he'd be like, what are you doing? I'm trying to meet your father for the first time. I'm going to guess your drink. Scotch on the rocks. Oh, I love him. It's the son I never had. It backfired on you, Miranda. <laughs> and he's written into the fucking will now. <laughs> Ah, there we go. Yeah, no. You're still oh, grubby, grubby twat. But no, he's <laughs> fine. He's fine. As a person and as an actor, it's fine. I, I uh, back to FFC. I hope he disappears now. I think it's, he's come on. We got to start weeding him out now. Like, get let's get rid. Um, he can appear for like a couple of sentences and then disappear again. But Grubs, I think, is kind of taking over and is going to be that presence at trick rather than him. We might see him and Mia get married. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Hopefully we don't see him much at all now, but it will be occasional appearances. And yeah, I guess, like I said, she's going to go, you know, stoop to Grubbs' level, I guess. We'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs> but what even makes him grubby? Because he wears a beanie and has a beard. Ooh. His name <laughs> is Grubbs. Okay. <laughs> He's disgusting. Bless you. (laughs) It makes no sense. Make it make sense. Okay. Oh, my bag is going numb. Okay. (laughs) What? What Mari, where are we going? We've got we've got Quinn Medicine Woman doing charity work. Um, and we have to do Dan and Rachel or Dan. We haven't done Dan yet. I mean, I love him. I don't know why. Like, you're supposed to hate Dan, but he. Your friend Paul, he's just so good. Especially when he's with Jamie. You just love it. He's just so likable. And you you really, like, you want him to be forgiven <laughs> by Nathan, I feel. This is just sweet. And uh, I just love how Rachel's world is falling apart a little bit. <laughs> when Dan wants to be stay in she well, I wanted to ask this question to both of you. Obviously, I know, fictionalized TV show, but let's just imagine in real life. And I guess, I'm going to say for Lucas, it was like Dan killed his dad, even though Dan is his dad. But I mean, Keith was his father figure, right? Uh, but so for Nathan, Keith wasn't that doesn't mean it's therefore okay but was you know someone it was his uncle right um 
let's just imagine your dad killed your uncle. Would there be an element where you could forgive them at some point? Like, is forgiveness attainable ever? Is redemption possible? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, I feel like it, it depends on the situation. But I mean, Dan has has tried to do a lot of things to help. And obviously, Jamie is the whole situation with Jamie. But I, I do not have a good answer for you at all. I have no idea. I would like to say no, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Dom? I think it's difficult to say yes to that, isn't it? Yeah. I think for the for the most part, it's a no, unless the circumstances were, you know, to an extreme where you think he had to kill him. It, you know, it was life or death yeah. for himself and he, he's had to kill him. But if it's the situation that, like, Dan was in, where it was just, like, needless, like, choice to just murder someone in the middle of a school, um, yeah. then... Yeah, I think there's there's kind of no path back. But he's, you know, trying, isn't he? He's ticking ticking some boxes on his way back into that that redemption and trying to uh, trying to absolve himself of of that guilt and uh, look after his family. I guess even if it's from afar. Mm-hmm. And also, like, would you forgive? Yeah. yeah, but he also did say Nathan did say to Dan that I will tolerate you because of Jamie. But the day Keith died, you died, kind of thing. So he's he doesn't want to have anything to do with him, but he has to because of his son. That for some reason loves him because he's innocent. <laughs> and yeah, but yeah, what about you, Simon? I I was thinking of it if if my dad had killed my uncle. It's not funny. I just like I'm just imagining. I was like, oh god. Um, I could. I think I could forgive him. I think I could forgive my dad pretty much of anything. Mm-hmm. But if someone killed my dad, I would never be able to forgive them. So it's that is the double edged sword, isn't it? That's yeah. uh, not. It's not to say therefore Nathan should be able to and Lucas can't. I. It's not anything like that and obviously i'd be devastated if my dad killed my uncle of course but i like (laughs) i feel like i could forgive my dad of anything um you know same with like my mom and you know whatever and effany and all luna i have to name them all but you know they're people dom yes i could forgive you of everything (laughs) yes so um yeah it is complicated but i really want him to be forgiven too i mean dom do you just want dan to be forgiven uh yeah a little bit but I, I quite like the tension as well like like i said i think the the characters around nathan are going to kind of forgive dan and, and kind of see past it a little bit Ailey will be supportive but she'll be like oh but jamie really loves him mm-hmm. so let's like keep that bond I, I kind of like been trying to predict that for a little while i kind of still think that there's a possibility there of Haley and dan to have a bit of a better connection um but just kind of waiting for that to happen um i just wanted to touch on just the way Dan said, I know, it really it just sort of creeped me out. I was like, I, I'm seven now. I know. Sorry I missed that. It was just a, a little bit weird. I found it a little, really like quite odd and creepy. But um, <laughs> yes, uh, he, is a, he is a great character and he's that great. Like he's kind of going through those um, 
that motion of uh, like any proper redemption now like i should tell people that this is i have a new heart and i should definitely tell jamie because i've always told him i'm not gonna lie to him i would never lie to him and i'll always tell him the truth so and jamie kind of says i like watching the show and i watch it you know because i get to see you but i get to see the clock and it kind of makes me feel better knowing that you're going to be okay because the clock's still running and it's like a really sweet moment and he doesn't divulge the information that he has a new heart you know so but i think he will you think he'll tell jamie or you think he'll tell the world and jamie Uh, i think he'll tell jamie and then and then maybe the world after that just to screw over rachel as well i think because it's the whole one you know takes a con to know a con and she's gonna keep trying to milk him for money being that big daddy big daddy cash cow um but uh he's kind of seen through it already he's he's already at that point of now i want to stay in tree hill i don't want to go back to la i'm gonna do my very best to like bin you off now and get rid of you and she's gonna try and fight it and there's gonna be a whole to do and a hoo-ha but eventually he's gonna nanny carry her and shoot her in the head i, I have no idea what's gonna happen but yeah what well, chuck called by the way for a uh big daddy cash cow shirt or hoodie so at some point we'll have to try and incorporate <laughs> that that's fantastic. <laughs> Maybe Big Daddy Cash Cow is somehow stood over Keith, but you know, like Keith's down on the floor, but he's dressed as a slab of beef still. So it's like <laughs> Big Daddy Cash Cow. Oh no, wait, because a cow and a beef. Oh no, it's too much. You've got like oh, oh, the synergies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Maybe it's I want much. it though. I don't know. Maybe I want to see it. I don't know. Like, should we talk about uh, Quinn and Quinn and Clay? Yeah. Just to, sure. I'll just throw this out there. Um, sometimes they have chemistry. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, they look like they're they're falling for each other. Like when they're in the dark room doing the pictures and all of that stuff it's good and and sometimes you wear inappropriately short shorts at a school and take pictures of kids my god what's wrong with you i'm just calling it as i see it when the kid when the kid playing basketball was like are you with the camera lady (laughs) she fit (laughs) i got eyes yeah, like he's like one step away from saying, "You hitting that?" <laughs> Damn! <laughs> she wearing them short shorts again. <laughs> I mean, yes, very short shorts, and also just very like, oh hey Clay, let me bring you into a place with vulnerable children and don't worry about having a visitor's badge a dbs background check any references you know any checks don't worry about that just come on in and uh you know make just like what the kid says make yourself feel better because what you're a bad dad you're this you're that make you feel good does it literally what he they what he used it for literally (laughs) to make himself play i'll play basketball with you for a minute and then that's it don't worry i'll peace out i've got a daytime concert i gotta go to (laughs) but also when they're like on the beach and they're walking towards the end of the episode and uh i can't remember what the exact line was but quinn says something like and he's just like you know what you crack me up but what she what she'd said was not funny 
in the slightest. There's no way to even perceive it as funny unless he was on crack or something, was hallucinating. Like, that's the only way there could have been some humour there. He accidentally got the coke. I don't think coke would have even done that. Maybe he was joyful like Dom on the regular coke and was just like, anything you say right now, I'm going to be on board with. But Quinn, you're just not really that kind of person. You're not humorous. You're not funny. If anything, (laughs) you're just scrounging off your sister. (laughs) Living in a house, Who's they don't really have. Husband. They don't really have any chemistry. It just feels very forced. I feel like I, I used to like last time I watched it. I, I used to love them, but now I'm, it's just so forced. Their love story, and it makes no sense. As you say, they just walk around, and suddenly she's there, and suddenly she's not. Like she's shown up for coffee every morning for how long? And suddenly, the first time they properly kiss is on the beach, even though they've actually spent the night together. And it's just the, the storyline doesn't add up anymore, I feel. Mm. And it's just, it feels like they're trying to force this super romantic storyline into two people who aren't really super romantic. And she's still married. I don't, she hasn't gotten a divorce yet, has she? No, no. I was just. David's still got the indent of her in the mattress next to him, you know. <laughs> I, I, when they did their first kiss, they're about a hundred yards away from the from the water, and so they do the first kiss. Okay, slow pan down to the feet. Okay, throw the bucket of water at their feet. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. She's scared of the water, and even though she's at the beach all the time, it's just I don't know. I. I want to root for them. I want it to be super happy and lovey, but it just feels forced. And yeah, they're like they're trying to make the new, like they tried to make Brooke and Julian in the start of the season, but now they have to have issues. Mm-hmm. So now I feel like they're forcing this romantic view down on Quinn and Clay. Yeah. Is that how you feel, Dom? Do you have a prediction for them? Yeah, they've kind of been thrown together. And it's let's throw two beautiful people in a room and hope that um, something works. And that's kind of what's happening, isn't it? It's it's essentially what's going on. I, I did kind of think the ankle thing, the water hitting their ankles was kind of symbolic of what had been said in a previous episode of, you know, you kind of take it one step at a time. She's afraid of going into the water. You've got to take it one step at a time, you know, go ankles deep first and then, you know, so on and so on and so on. So I think that was like, this is the start of a new journey and you know we can do this together and we've we've taken that first step together and we're ankle deep in it now you know yeah. need need soon they'll be knee deep in shit um uh, I, I have absolutely no doubt there'll be some sort of disaster between them within the next i'm gonna say within the next five episodes there'll be some sort of like issue that's a problem and you know it will create a point of tension we need a point of tension between them again um as a as a kind of growing couple and they'll kind of you know, maybe difficulties with Nathan's career stuff because we'd see at the end he doesn't. There's someone else has been um, bought by the team, and he's not going to get that that contract, that deal that he was expecting. So where's he going to end up? Is he going to play somewhere else? I think probably yes, but it might not be what he's hoping for, what he's expecting, and uh, his relationship with Clay and Quinn. I mean, his relationship is going to kind of impact on his work life and Nathan's going to start getting more annoyed with it. And it's sort of going to be a whole thing. So yeah, because she's going to get kicked out, get her own place. It's just a dark room and that's it. Yeah. Cause uh, Clay kind of sucks at his job. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If you know you're in the transition so, period, your 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 job as an agent, I will believe is to fight like hell to get your player, and is to focus okay. on going drinking coffee and being at random schools. I mean, there was a contract on the table. It was two years, and he asked for four, saying we'll get three. But there was a two-year deal on the table. Just take, take the two the, years. Yeah. Take the two. Just take the two, and then negotiate yeah. early. After. I mean, he's still I mean, young, Nathan's, isn't he? He's, still he's got a bad back as it is. You know, he might not be able to make the, those two years. You know, something else might happen. Might break a leg. Yeah. You know, might. Don't know. His nose might fall off. Who, who knows? Mm. You just don't know. Okay. Speaking of not knowing, I've got, I had to move things around in this room recently because we're moving out to renovate, blah, 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 had to organize. And I brought the big posters I've got of mouth um, that was gifted from Matt Sullivan. Thank you very much. That's, it's framed over there. It's just, it's just leaning against the wall. My son came into the room earlier when I was working and he saw it for the first time. This is a massive picture of mouth's face. And, um, oh, you know what it is now, Dom, because he's walked past it, right? You know, it's him as, like, the news anchor. And uh, and he said, Daddy. I was like, yeah. He was like, is that you? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, no, it's not. And he said, oh, okay, who is it? And I was like, um, it's Daddy's friend. He's like, oh, Daddy's friend. And I felt like I lied to him. Do you know why? Because he didn't come on our podcast. If he had, I would have felt like, yeah, that's Daddy. If it was Paul, I'd been like, yeah, Daddy's friend. But no, I felt like I had to. I felt like I lied to my own kid. You should take a long oh, explanation, gosh. Simon. <laughs> no, tomorrow I'll bring him in here and say, look, little guy. We got through to his agent. Dom reckons we never actually got through to Lee Norris, but it's a whole story. Yeah. I'll get Uncle Dom in here to explain it, and then I'll take yeah. Uncle Dom to a corridor in a hallway and finish <laughs> him once and for all. That's it. Perfect. Well, let's go. Let's go to. Um, is it just Millie? Is that the only person we haven't spoken about? Yeah, kind of covered. Yeah, her, covered. Her. Talking about that. Yeah. She's just she's on the dress, taking the drugs, doing some coke. It's just a very sad storyline. It's uh, yeah. Well, then we got we got double digit double digits in the waiting room. Though Dom, what do you want to say? Hashtag make them wait. Then <laughs> <laughs> let's move into judgments. Anything we didn't hit, we will get there. But first, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not check? <laughs> you put some spice on that one. Check us out. <laughs> ravenshoops.net wide on because the basketballs go through hoops but yet Mari they also go through nets ravenshoops.net is where the Patreon's at additional content you can go there and find out all about that if you're not on the discord every day that's popping off that's where the real community's at the watch alongs all of that Mari who is your favourite performer of this episode I actually chose uh, Jaina Kramer, uh, Alex, because I thought she actually did a really, really good job with the emotions and uh, and everything. Because no one really stood out that much this episode. I also had Jackson written down, uh, Jamie, but Jaina is, uh, I think she was good. I also had the, the random kid playing uh, with Clay. <laughs> he was also really good. Nice. But uh, Jaina. Jaina. And Dom? Um... I, I always think it's really bad when you have to almost pick Jamie <laughs> for an episode. Yeah. But uh, I also I, I wrote down Alex Dupre actor, which is 
Jana, Yana, Jaina, whatever. I picked her. I thought she great, great episode for her, you know, in terms of all the emotions that she's bringing across. You, Simon? I went with, yeah, with Yana, Jaina. We don't know, do we? But <laughs> yeah, I went with her. I thought she did did portray it well. And I do feel sorry for the character as much as she is causing issues. I think she also feels like she's found something within Julian, whether that's it's not to say that therefore it's okay, but it feels like he it's like that whole that whole thing of when you're relying too much on somebody else for your own self worth, you know, and goodness. Mm. Um but yeah. Who is your favorite character, Mari? I wrote down Dan because I found him very likable in this episode. But I also wrote the kids on the playground with Clay. Don't know what his name, but I thought it was really good. But um, Dan, I believe, or Alex, she's not. Yeah, Dan. And Dom? Um? Uh, I, I just doubled up and went Alex because, yeah. yeah, everyone else was just sort of substandard. <laughs> uh, <and> you saw... <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, normally you could maybe just default to Julian here, but not in this one. So yeah, I'll go, yeah. I'll go with Alex mm-hmm. as well. I thought that as well. Like normally I'd just pick Julian, <laughs> but c- couldn't. <laughs> what about your favorite background performer, Mari? One line or less. I didn't really notice anyone. So I just chose the pregnant ladies in the waiting room with Brooke. I didn't see nice. anyone else. <laughs> and um. Uh, I picked the nurse, I assume nurse, that calls Brooke in to the, from the waiting room and says, are you ready? And she's like, I've been ready, which is a terrible line, awful line. Um, uh, but yeah, I picked her. Simon? Um, there was a guy that was like uh, like a like a middle-aged black dude that was dancing behind Mouth and Millie while they were having their argument and I was like he doesn't give a shit about their argument he's just enjoying <laughs> this song that lasts forever so and Mari what about your favourite line of the episode? Oh there's so, there's a few actually but I think I'm just going to choose uh, nice to meet you Grandma Rachel oh nice that's a good one <laughs> and you Dom? Uh, I was going to go with uh, Jamie's line to Nathan when they're in the river court where he says, Dad, it's only three words. I forgive you. Uh, but I decided to go with Haley's line to Nathan where she sees Dan and says, he is the healthiest dying man I've ever seen, which I thought was quite good. So, yeah. And you, Simon? Yeah, I like that line too. But I also like, I, I'll go with the line that Rachel said when she said to Jamie, I remember when you was a rumour and like fifth period or something those <laughs> lines. Yeah. Uh, and Mari your favourite song of the episode didn't really notice any songs so I chose Maybe by Everly which is uh, Hayley's songs Hayley's song and um it was uh, I think it was the only song in the episode other than just sort of g- general play other than, like, the, other than the song that was played all the way through the beginning but I thought that was kind of John Nordstrom so I just picked Maybe by Hayley and Simon Yep, same. Same as the one. There was, was a nice song uh, in the background while uh, Clay was on the court with this kid, but I couldn't find out what song it was. <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah. Well then, last. Oh, well, I just want to jump in very quickly and say, Haley, saying to Brooke, you wanted a, you've wanted a baby since you were twenty two. That was like fifteen minutes ago. What a fucking stupid line. That's like you're twenty four. Get over yourselves. I hate them. Go on. Sorry, please, Karen. No, I thought that too. It also gives the message that you're supposed <laughs> to have children super young as well. And it's like actually, oh. I think in today's generations, people are like, why don't you live your life for a bit? You Enjoy know, like yourself. Yeah. Travel do whatever take some time set up a career do whatever and then do that stuff like you don't have to do it at 22 guess what that creates you know like it's taking away some of your adulthood but also um you're not this isn't like any kind of slight my parents had me and my sister when they were really young so i'm not meaning this in any kind of negative way but i just mean that you are kind of denying yourself time to live your life and then also with that in part you don't have as much experience right to then pass on to your children again that's not to say therefore younger parents are, are not any you know at the same caliber as older parents obviously not love is all we need that's a beatles reference isn't it dom yes i will accept is what is it it's love is all what was the actual reference i, I didn't well, say it right Love is all you need. Yeah, love is all you need. Love is so. all around. But yeah. Action. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is just a weird thing to be like, I'm 22, 24, haven't had a baby yet. It's like, well, you are a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But last but not least is the precious. Precious. Rating. Mari, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Um, yes. And has it? Increase, decrease, or stay the same? It's increased, actually. Oh, I'm <laughs> unexpected. The <laughs> home, same question. <laughs> I don't know what stayed the same. <laughs> Simon? I've just thought of a number. Of course. Let's say them together on three, and we'll see where we're at. One, two, three, five, six. Five. Oh, for clarity, I think Dom, Dom and Mari, you were both at five. And I went six. I was tossing up between a five and a six. What's even more amazing is that Mari was at four. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was like a really good episode when I chose it. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this episode. And now I'm like, oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, oh, Mari's gone from five to six. Oh, no, that's a disaster because I'm at five. And this would have ended this podcast nice and quickly. But no. I'm at five and Mari's at Mari's at five. Mari's at five. Mari's at five. Simon's at six. Okay. Simon, would you come down to a five? Yes. It's such <laughs> a middle of the road episode, isn't it? Which is perfect for a five. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fair. Um and yeah. I mean we had some yes. good good stuff with uh Rachel and Dan and uh, Millie. Yes, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie's good. But the whole Haley thing is unnecessary. They should have focused more on maybe Nathan and his uh, NBA stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, got some good stuff from um, with Alex and Dan and Rachel and Jamie, I believe, which is what brought the episode along. Agreed. Well, there we have it. We'll call this one a five. Ashley, put it in the record books, please. 
then Mari, all that's left to say is thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for spending the time with us. We always enjoy dissecting and having a laugh with you. I mean, I think you can obviously tell that we feel comfortable doing this with you on the tangents and places we went. So, yeah, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It was fun as always. Yeah, it's brilliant to have you on. Brilliant to, to hear your thoughts. Uh, and uh, it's it's heartwarming to know that someone is up an hour later than we are already. So, <laughs> but we, we love having you on and we, we love like communicating with you and having you part of our collective. So yeah, I look forward to the next one. Same. But before we go anywhere, Mari, what is Dom going to do to get us out of the episode? Oh, I haven't thought about this. Let's see. No one, no one does. <laughs> we do it every episode. We've done 139 now and for a, good proportion of those somebody has made me do something at the end of this episode and nobody thinks about it it just it baffles me yeah <laughs> oh uh let's i mean we were talking about will smith so do a will smith one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he's kind of oh okay he's kind of like that isn't he oh, he was gonna sure do, oh he was ravens gonna, <laughs> i thought he was gonna go straight in with the Keep my motherfucking wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> Keep the ravens in your mouth. Oh, in your yeah. mouth? Keep ravens? Yeah, what are you gonna say, saying? Because we're going to say ravens on three. Oh, okay. So keep them in your mouth so then let them out of your mouth. Yeah? Or I'm going to come up on that stage and slap you. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> One, oh, two, three, Ravens! Getting jiggy with it. Ravens! Yes. <laughs> <laughs>